Hi there, I'm Wyatt Stahl, and I'm here to reveal what SICD technology is, where it's headed, and most importantly, why you should be paying attention. Please come along as I learn with principal researchers, examine recent studies, and follow the science to get you straight to the heart of this exciting technology. This is Leading the Charge. One quick note, this episode covers a few SICD fundamentals to make sure we are all on the same page. If you're already familiar with the SICD, feel free to skip ahead to episode two. So before we dive right into the SICD, please forgive me for taking just a moment to marvel at the history that I have lived through over the last 30 years. The clinical trial for the AIC technology started in 1980. 1982 is when I entered this field of cardiac rhythm management as an electrical engineer with a biomedical emphasis. In 1985, we had the world's first automatic implantable cardioverter defibrillator. It weighed about 250 grams and was about 150 cc's, or the size of about a pack of cigarettes. It was short-lived at one and a half to two years. It was a shock-only device, non-programmable, and it required a thoracotomy and abdominal device placement. 1988 is when the first programmable device became available. Five years later, in 1993, the FDA approved the first endocardial defibrillation lead, which made this therapy much easier to implant and much more acceptable for most patient populations. An additional fact that was happening during this time was significant clinical trials regarding antirhythmic medications. There was a strong belief that antirhythmic medications would prevent the VT and VF events, and hence the ICD was not necessary for most patients. During this time period, the cardiac arrhythmia suppression trial, or CAST, was done, and it was a randomized placebo-controlled trial that examined the effect of three antiarrhythmic drugs on patients with ventricular ectopy and non-sustained ventricular tachycardia after myocardial infarction. A preliminary report in 1989 announced that two arms of the trial, using flecainide and enconide, were stopped because of excess mortality in the treated patients. What this clinical trial showed is that the antiarrhythmics were actually leading to more arrhythmic deaths than what they prevented. Two other major clinical trials that followed this included the MADIT Multicenter Automatic Defibrillator Trial in 1996. This was followed by the publication in 2002 of the MADIT 2 trial, which further expanded ICD indications. It proved that ICD therapy, in addition to conventional therapy, significantly reduced death when compared to conventional therapy alone. Now that we've briefly covered some of the historical points about the ICD, let's get to what we are here to talk about, which is the SICD. What makes the SICD different is it does not require a lead to be threaded through a vein into the patient's heart. This is a system that stays entirely outside of the chest wall, and it looks at a signal that is much smaller in amplitude than what's inside the heart but that surface EKG type signal is morphologically rich. And so the SICD with just one channel can use its algorithms to determine if the patient's rhythm is something that needs therapy or not. The SICD is much more like an external defibrillator. You have two essential electrodes, one being the can of the device, the other being the electrode itself, 
and you sandwich the heart in between those. So think of that external defibrillation system and then shrink it down to something that will go below the skin. I originally doubted the viability of this subcutaneous ICD system. It was only after several in-depth conversations with those early adopters that I started to realize the incredible potential of the SIC technology. We have many aspects of the SICD technology that will grow and mature in the next decades. Some of these would be significant size reductions. Some will be with the fact that we can communicate with different devices so that we have a therapy that's modularized. Other things will be further diagnostics and capabilities in the device. So the SICD has already reached that level. So where it goes in the future and the acceleration we can apply to that timeline via modern technology can be dramatic. Thanks for listening to this episode of Leading the Charge. Next time, we'll hear directly from the lead investigator of the Praetorian trial, the landmark trial that put SICD on the map for good. But for now, that'll about do it. Thanks for joining me in Leading the Charge. I'm Wyatt Stahl. Until next time. For more information regarding the SICD and its indications for use, please visit bostonscientific.com SICD. For more information regarding SICD and its indications for use within the European Union, please visit bostonscientific.eu slash s-icd.